You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. Mike here. Thanks for joining me here as we read the Bible as a conversation so that we can just find our next best yes in our relationship with God. God's always calling us further, calling us deeper, calling us closer to Him. In every decision we make, every interaction we have, That is our responsibility to hear his voice, to know his voice, and to respond with a yes. And it's not about just obeying him because he says so, although he is worthy of that. But but it's not about respect authority. It's about, don't you want to grow closer to the one who loves you, who made you, who knows you better than anybody else, better than you know yourself? Don't you trust him that he's good? Even when it doesn't always make sense, even when it doesn't always feel good or right, we trust that he is going to walk with us through whatever we encounter. And so, yeah, we look for our next best yes. We don't always know the big picture. We don't always know where we're going. But if we can say yes to what he's given us to say yes to now, then we do it and we look for the next opportunity and the next opportunity. This is the Christian life. That's what it is. And in it, we find ourselves going places we never could have imagined better than we could have imagined. Strange and unusual sometimes, but never places that we think that we would have been able to get to on our own. If we're doing it right, because That doesn't give God glory, right? It doesn't give God glory when we just accomplish things that we could think and imagine and we do and we accomplish in our own power. That doesn't give him any glory at all. But we see all throughout scripture, not heroes of the faith because they're so awesome and so filled of faith that, you know, they're unattainable levels of godliness. No, they're just people like us who said, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you doesn't make sense. I I don't see it all, but I'm going to trust you. Uh, Even though I don't feel qualified, even though I don't feel like I can do that, I'll trust that you can do that. And that's the point. And then huge, major things were accomplished, not because these people were so amazing, but because God is so amazing and he does great things with so little. He multiplies little things into bigger things that only he can do and only he can take credit for. And that's the point. I'm thinking about the plans that we make in life. God gives us free will. He gives us agency to be able to, yeah, set goals, make plans, organize our lives and stay on track. But we have to keep a a loose grip on these plans. I talk about that actually in my book, Thrown Off Script talking about how we can go about our life making plans. 
but we have to have this loose grip on our plans to allow some margin for when life throws us a curveball, when God allows something to come up that we weren't expecting, the unexpected happens, something kind of throws us off. If we have a loose grip on our plans, which would allow us to be able to say, all right, God, hey, if you need to take this and do something else with it, with these plans or these expectations I have, obviously you are God, you are sovereign, I am not. So go ahead and and do what you need to do. I'm going to do my best to respond positively to you and walk with you through that. That's that's keeping a loose grip on our plans. And that is really a key element of wisdom here and helps us avoid a lot of stress and worry and pain in life. And so the book of Proverbs that we've been reading through here talks a lot about our plans and what we can do to be in a mindset that we can help give that to God even when it's hard. So as we read these Proverbs today, Proverbs 19 through 21, let's listen for the theme of making plans. Obviously, there's a lot of other really good Proverbs here that don't have anything to do with that. Like I said, it's a splattering of different topics and wisdom from different angles and contexts. And so if something else jumps out at you and strikes you, hey, Cling on to that, carry that with you throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout your life, and disregard anything I say. If it's not helpful to you or you've got something else with more impact that God is wanting to tell you, hey, great, go with that. Uh, But I'm going to be listening for Proverbs relating to our plans and our dreams, our desires, our walk, the way that we think that we know what we're doing in our life and what we hope to accomplish with the understanding that, well, you know what? That's all good. We can do that. But God may have something different. And if God has something different, then God has something better. Let's check these out here in Proverbs 19 through 21. Proverbs 19. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than he who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. It isn't good to have zeal without knowledge, nor being hasty with one's feet and missing the way. The foolishness of man subverts his way. His heart rages against the Lord. Wealth adds many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend. A false witness shall not be unpunished. He who pours out lies shall not go free. Many will entreat the favor of a ruler, and everyone is a friend to the man who gives gifts. All the relatives of the poor shun him. How much more do his friends avoid him? He pursues them with pleas, but they're gone. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding shall find good. A false witness shall not be unpunished. He who utters lies shall perish. Delicate living is not appropriate for a fool, much less for a servant to have rule over the princes. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger. It's his glory to overlook an offense. The king's wrath is like the roaring lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is the calamity of his father. A wife's quarrels are a continual dripping. House and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Slothfulness casts into a deep sleep. The idle soul shall suffer hunger. He who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, 
but he who is contemptuous in his ways shall die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. He'll reward him. Discipline your son, for there's hope. Don't be a willing party to his death. A hot-tempered man must pay the penalty, for if you rescue him, you must do it again. Listen to counsel and receive instruction so that you may be wise in your latter end. There are many plans in a man's heart, but Yahweh's counsel will prevail. That which makes a man to be desired is his kindness. A poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, then contentment. He rests and will not be touched by trouble. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Flog a scoffer and the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke one who has understanding and he'll gain knowledge. He who robs his father and drives away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. If you stop listening to instruction, my son, you will stray from the words of knowledge. A corrupt witness mocks justice, and the mouth of the wicked gulps down iniquity. Penalties are prepared for scoffers and beatings for the backs of fools. Proverbs 20. Wine is a mocker, and beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. The terror of a king is like the roaring of a lion. He who provokes him to anger forfeits his own life. It's an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife, but a fool will be quarreling. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the winter, therefore he shall beg in harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Many men claim to be men of unfailing love, but who can find a faithful man? A righteous man walks in integrity. Blessed are his children after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters away all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I've made my heart pure, I'm clean and without sin? Differing weights and differing measures, both of them alike are an abomination to Yahweh. Even a child makes himself known by his doings, whether his work is pure and whether it's right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made even both of them. Don't love sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you shall be satisfied with bread. It's no good, it's no good, says the buyer, but when he's gone his way, then he boasts. There is gold and abundance of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a rare jewel. Take the garment of one who puts up collateral for a stranger and hold him in pledge for a wayward woman. Fraudulent food is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth is filled with gravel. Plans are established by advice. By wise guidance you wage war. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets, therefore don't keep company with him who opens wide his lips. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in blackness of darkness. An inheritance quickly gained at the beginning won't be blessed in the end. Don't say, I'll pay back evil. Wait for the Lord, he'll save you. The Lord detests differing weights and dishonest scales are not pleasing. A man's steps are from Yahweh. How then can man understand his way? It's a snare to a man to make a rash dedication and then later to consider his vows. 
A wise king winnows out the wicked and drives the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of man is the Lord's lamp, searching all his inmost parts. Love and faithfulness keep the king safe. His throne is sustained by love. The glory of young men is their strength. The splendor of old men is their gray hair. Wounding blows cleanse away evil, and beatings purge the innermost parts. Proverbs 21. The king's heart is in the Lord's hand like the watercourses. He turns it wherever he desires. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A high look and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked, is sin. The plans of the diligent surely lead to profit, and everyone who is hasty surely rushes to poverty. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor for those who seek death. The violence of the wicked will drive them away because they refuse to do what's right. The way of the guilty is devious, but the conduct of the innocent is upright. It's better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than to share a house with a contentious woman. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no mercy in his eyes. When the mocker is punished, the simple gains wisdom. When the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. The righteous one considers the house of the wicked and brings the wicked to ruin. Whoever stops his ear at the cry of the poor, he will also cry out, but shall not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger, and a bribe in the cloak strong wrath. It is joy to the righteous to do justice, but it's a destruction to the workers of iniquity. The man who wanders out of the way of understanding shall rest in the assembly of the departed spirits. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil won't be rich. The wicked is a ransom for the righteous, the treacherous for the upright. It's better to dwell in a desert land than with a contentious and fretful woman. There's precious treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise but a foolish man swallows it up. He who follows after kindness and righteousness finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the strength of its confidence. Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles. The proud and arrogant man, Scoffer is his name, he works in the arrogance of pride. The desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. There are those who covet greedily all day long, but the righteous give and don't withhold. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with a wicked mind? A false witness will perish. A man who listens speaks to eternity. A wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his ways. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory is with the Lord. Let's think about that. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory is with the Lord. Back when this was written, of course, the horse was an extremely valuable asset. Whether you were working on the farm or you were on the battlefield. 
victory rose and fell with your horses. Your horse represented speed, power, intimidation, being able to overwhelm and overcome your enemies on the battlefield. And so, naturally, you'd prepare the horse, you'd put on its armor, you've trained it, you've taken care of it, you've fed it. A lot of work goes into getting a horse ready for battle. And we can go ahead and do that in our own life. We don't have horses, we're not preparing horses so much for battle nowadays, but what is your horse? What are you feeding? What are you taking care of? What are you armoring up and protecting? What are you training to be able to be of use in the future? Maybe a bank account. Maybe your own physical body and health. Hey, that's great. Well, maybe it's about uh, your education. Maybe a job. We're pouring into these things, building into these things for both now and in the future. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's the but that we have to remember here. But victory is with the Lord. We got to understand that victory in these things comes from the Lord. We make our plans. Elsewhere in Proverbs it says, but the Lord determines our steps. This is parallel to that. We make our preparations but victory rests with him. And we need to give him the victory. And sometimes he doesn't get the victory if all of our plans work out exactly as, well, planned. That's why he steps in sometimes or allows things to happen that then forces to be in a position of like, okay, I made my plans, I made my preparations, but you know what? We got to pivot here and see what God's doing and lean in on that. What are you preparing for the day of battle? And are you preparing to give the Lord the victory? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.